Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about two icons. I'm MK Ashford. And I'm Cressy Cornis. And with Beyonce's groundbreaking Renaissance tour kicking off, we thought that this was the perfect time for a Beyonce episode where we can discuss her relationship with Taylor. And stay tuned for the end of this podcast because we're going to tease something fun and silly that GFA is about to start rolling out. Ooh. A lot of shenanigans are about to happen. Can't see me, but I'm doing jazz fingers. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to get silly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, before we dive into Beyonce, what are your personal thoughts on her? MK, are you a fan? You like her music? I'm not like that big of a fan of Beyonce. I think she's cool. I liked her older stuff more. I was very obsessed with the self-titled Beyonce album. Yes. With like Partition and um, what was the other one that was really big? About girl power. The entire album was huge. <laughs> Flawless. Flawless? Is that it? Where she has the speech in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. I liked those. That's that album came out when I turned sixteen, I think, or maybe fifteen. But when I got my first car, me and my friends would ride around with that on full volume and my bass all the way up, which on that album was very loud. Yeah. So I was probably a nuisance to Pace, Florida, (laughs) blasting my Beyonce all around the town in my Kia Forte. That album was such a moment in pop culture history, and I am still upset that it didn't win Album of the Year. I still think about that often because it was so groundbreaking. Who did win Album of the Year? Uh, Beck did. Oh, it was that Beck year? Yeah, it was Beck. Anyway, my personal thoughts on Beyonce. I am a casual fan. I think a lot like you, MK. Um, I did not get Renaissance tour tickets. Uh, I'm kind of bummed about it because it looks incredible. The clips have been so amazing, just the visuals. But I just feel like that there are bigger fans out there who deserve to go more than I do. You know what I mean? Just like knowing how much the Swifties have gone to war for the Eras tour. I don't want to take away a ticket from a huge Beyonce fan. So I'm not, but I have been a casual fan of hers and self-titled is also my favorite. That was such a moment in pop culture history. That was the first time an artist surprise dropped that, that just didn't happen before. And since then Taylor has done that herself. So it was a big moment. Can I say a really hot take? Let's hear it. And I'm prepared for the backlash. Okay. Um, I think it is cringy. When any artist besides Taylor Swift does a gigantic, like, theatrical production on tour. I really do. Uh, like, Pink, Katy Perry, they're all known for, like, very theatrical, like, performances. And they're, like, flying around and doing 
acrobatics and like I think it is so try hard when literally anyone else does it. But when Taylor does it, I'm like, she's a genius. A Broadway show I'm going to. I'm so lucky. But when I see Beyonce, especially Pink, that one really freaks me out. Or Katy Perry with these giant sets, the elaborate costumes, the mini backup dancers trying to do choreography or like doing something elaborate and crazy, like flying around the stadium in a little ball. I think it's weird. But when Taylor does it, I'm like, she's so cool. (laughs) I hear your hot take. Uh, I think you're wrong. Yeah. I like to see women have fun. So I guess that's just the difference between us. I don't know what it is. I just think it's like, it's almost like gimmicky. Like if your music was that good, like why are you like having to do all these things to entertain people? I love it because being an entertainer, it's not about being good at one thing, especially being a woman entertainer. Like you have to be good at so many different things. And men just walk up with a guitar. Women have the fire and the outfits and the dances. And I, for one, love to see it. And maybe that's why I'm mad. Because I don't think they should, like, have to do that. Oh, so, yeah, maybe this is an equality thing for you. Yeah. But then when Taylor does it, and I understand her universe, and I love it, it, like, makes more sense to me. So I don't know. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Hot take. Done. You can tell me how you feel about it. I'm sure no one agrees. It's fine. Yeah, I I doubt anyone does, but uh, let's move on so you don't get roasted even more. Let's get back into Beyonce and her upbringing. Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter was born on September 4th, 1981 in Houston, Texas, making this Virgo 41. Her father was a salesman and her mother owned a hair salon. She was raised Christian and attended St. Mary's Montessori School in Houston, where she enrolled in dance classes. The story goes that her talent for singing was discovered when her dance instructor at those dance classes began humming a song and Beyonce finished it able to hit the high-pitched notes. Then, when she was seven, she competed in a school talent show and won by singing John Lennon's Imagine. She later attended the High School for Performing and Visual Arts. Her career in music officially began in 1990 at the age of nine, which is insane, like not even a double-digit age. She auditioned to become the lead singer for the music group Girls' Time. If you're familiar with Beyonce's lore, you probably know this. And they, two years later, performed on the TV show Star Search. They didn't win, but they went on to perform once a week during the school year and twice a week during the summer. So little nine-year-olds out here grinding, performing once and twice a week. That's that's intense. Like, those are children. Yeah, that's child labor. <laughs> the children yearn for the mines. <laughs> Six years later, in 1996, Columbia Records signed Girls' Time with childhood friends Kelly Rowland and Michelle Williams and renamed them Destiny's Child, which we all know Destiny's Child. They quickly rose to stardom and had a series of hit singles, releasing their self-titled album in 1997. They became one of the best-selling girl groups of all time and won multiple awards, including two Grammys. Their most popular songs include Say My Name, Survivor, Bills, 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 Bootylicious, and Independent Woman. You know anything about Destiny's Child, MK? Of course I do. I love all those songs. <laughs> I love Destiny's Child. I was kind of a Kelly girl, though. Really? Yeah. 
I don't think I knew the difference between any of them that young. I just liked the I just like to bop around to their music. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But no, I love Destiny's Child. They were awesome. And didn't they sing the Proud Family theme song? I think they did. I think you're right. Yeah. Nice. We could Google that, but I'd rather <laughs> just say there's no way to know. <laughs> How were we to know? But anyway, they were so famous. Their rise in fame and success led to President George W. Bush inviting them to perform at the White House in February of 2001. And later that year, Beyonce won the 2001 Songwriter of the Year Award from the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. Beyonce was the second woman, first Black woman, and the youngest person ever to win this award. So their rise to fame after years of grinding since like age nine really shows to me Beyonce's strong worth ethic and determination. It's really inspiring to me as a woman in the creative sphere. I'm just thinking about myself at nine years old and I quit ballet because it was at the same time as SpongeBob. So (laughs) like she deserves to be as famous as she is now because she has been working so hard and she was not an overnight success like I feel like the projection to fame these days is like to have a viral moment on TikTok but when you look at the trajectory it was like six years of them just grinding and work and like dancing and really putting in the work before they ever got a hint of anything I think that's inspiring Beyonce's solo ambitions led to Destiny's Child's hiatus in 2002, and they officially disbanded in 2006. So Beyonce released her first solo album, Dangerously in Love, in 2003, which won five Grammy Awards the following year. Her following albums were B-Day, I Am Sasha Fierce, Four, Self-Titled, Lemonade, and the most recent is Renaissance. She's won a total of 32 Grammys out of 88 nominations, making her the artist with the most Grammys of all time. And that happened this year at the 2023 Mm -hmm. Grammys. It was a really big deal. Right now, she is touring for Renaissance, which is likely to be the only tour this year on the same level as the Eras tour. I haven't heard a peep about any other tour right now. My timeline has been Renaissance Tour and Eras Tour. They are dominating the touring circuit right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's just my, like, social media, but I feel like Love on Tour was a really big deal, too. I kind of forget that that happened. That felt like it took, like, uh, like six years to finish, you know? Like, it just kept going on and on. He never really, like, stopped. Like, he was doing yeah. Love on Tour for Fine Line, and then... Like, very quickly after, it was still love on tour, but for Harry's house. We're talking about Harry Styles, by the way, for anyone yeah. who is not familiar. Yeah. So, I don't know if he ever, like, really took a break. And I don't know if he'll ever have a different tour name. Might always be love on tour. Who knows? Okay. Harry, step it up. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into Beyonce's personal life. Her influence extends beyond her music Obviously, if you know Beyonce, you know this. Uh, She is a huge advocate for social justice, women's empowerment, and racial equality. Her work often celebrates Black culture, and she has used her platform to address important issues. She supports various charitable causes, including initiatives for disaster relief, like Hurricane Katrina, that was huge back in the day, uh, education, and access to clean water. In her personal life, she is married to rapper and entrepreneur Jay-Z whose real name is Sean Carter. They married in 2008. And 
the world has never been the same. I feel like we could have a whole episode on just their marriage and all of that, but we don't have time for that because this is an episode about Taylor Swift and Beyonce, not Taylor Swift, Beyonce, and Jay-Z. It's been quite a ride. Yeah, there was an elevator thing. Solange was involved. There was an out lemonade. There was an HBO movie, but this isn't about that. Uh, They have three children together, Blue Ivy, who was born in 2012, and her twins, Rumi and Sir, who were born in 2017. So now let's get into why we're here today. Beyonce and Taylor's friendship. Beyonce and Taylor have quietly been friends and have supported each other for over a decade. Their timeline starts in September of 2009 at the infamous VMAs. This was obviously when Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift for not winning Best Female Music Video by saying, quote, Beyonce had the best music video of all time, end quote. History has sadly forgotten that Beyonce did win the Bigger Music Video Award that night beating Taylor. Um, Taylor just won the Best Female Video Award as he joined the stage to interrupt her. But Beyonce was seen mouthing on camera, oh, Kanye, no. Oh, God. I feel like Beyonce is the hidden victim of this night. Like, obviously, Taylor got the got a lot from what that happened, from what happened. But Beyonce is also a victim in this situation. Like, she did not want any of that to happen. No, that was so embarrassing for her, honestly, more than Taylor. Because coming out of that situation, everyone felt bad for Taylor, clearly. But, yeah, like, that's really embarrassing for Beyonce, for her friend to stand up and embarrass a child like that on her behalf. A child. Like, that, that's embarrassing. And also to imply that she needs to be defended. You know, yeah. like, she's Beyonce. She she doesn't need a man to run on stage to defend her honor. Yeah, for the, like, not the most pined after award of the night, you know? Yeah, for a female music video, not even the man award. I mean, that was an insane music video. He is talking about the music video for, um, oh, God. Single ladies. Single ladies. I'm, like, doing the thing. And in my head, I'm like, uh oh. uh -oh." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For single ladies. That was an iconic music video famously recreated by Glee. (laughs) That's, like, a lot. I thought you were going to bring up the Jonas Brothers. That was what I thought of first. It's recreated a lot. Yeah. Honestly, it was iconic. So, low-key, I understand. But... She was obviously going to win the big one. So, like, let's just, yeah, okay. come on. Kanye. Let's wait it out. Like, give it an hour. Give it an hour, Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, uh, like, philosophy for life. Just give it an hour. Just give it an hour. Think on it. Yeah. Yeah. Let it marinate. Deep breaths. So, former MTV chief Van Toffler said in an interview regarding the incident, quote, When Kanye walked up on stage with Taylor that year, it turned out that Taylor had to go on stage to do her song five minutes later. I ran out of the truck to see that everything was all right, and Taylor and her mom were crying hysterically. I'm not always wonderful with emotions. I didn't know what to say. Then I went backstage, and Beyonce was crying too. End quote. Later in the night, Beyonce did win the bigger award. She invited Taylor up to finish her speech, which was so sweet, saying, quote, I'd like for Taylor to come out and have her moment, end quote. Backstage in an interview afterwards, Taylor said about the moment, quote, she's always just been a great person before anything else. Before the talented artist, the superstar, she's always been a great person. And I just, I thought that I couldn't love Beyonce more. And then tonight happened and it was just wonderful, end quote. That was a really mature thing to say. And especially at that moment in time, Taylor didn't know that 
it was Kanye being booed. She thought she was being booed. So she probably thought Beyonce was the only person there supporting her. Yeah. Which is so sad. I wonder, I bet she was like nervous to get up on that stage to finish the speech because she thought everyone hated her. Then let's jump ahead to 2014. Beyonce and Jay-Z, who are normally very low-key. They are very private about their life and their marriage. They very publicly went to Taylor's 25th birthday party instead of Kim and Kanye's wedding. Which I just love. Because they are so low-key. And the fact that there are hundreds of photos from this night of like Beyonce, Jay-Z, and Taylor together. I just love it. The fact that so publicly they're like, no, we're we're better friends with Taylor. <laughs> Wait, so they they were on the same night? Yeah. It was the same weekend. Jeez. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Funny. Yeah. Their wedding was in the Hamptons and they decided to be with Taylor in New York City. Wow. At her apartment. I'm not the only friend you've lost lately. Oof. Yeah, we love to see it. We love to see it. And they're so low-key. Like, when you think about Beyonce and Jay-Z, you don't think about them taking corny photo booth pictures, but they did, like, for Taylor. That says a lot, honestly. <laughs> Not even sunglasses inside. <laughs> yeah. Then, just a few days after this birthday party, they went to the Justin Timberlake concert for his 2020 album, and they were seen dancing together. Huh. That was a good album, too. Yeah, excellent. In a 2015 interview with E! News, Taylor gushed over how much she loves being at award shows with Beyonce, sharing that she doesn't mind losing out on an award if it means that she'll get to be in the same room as Beyonce. She said, quote, that's the only way that I'll be upset is if we don't get to see Beyonce. I won't be upset because I didn't win. I'll just be like, I wish we had. I wish that we could have. What? I wish that we could see her all the time. What a weird thing to say. Yeah, that's her. End quote. I'm not even going to re-say it. (laughs) (laughs) That's just, that's interesting. But you know what? She is all of us, a fangirl at heart. Me too, Taylor. Yeah, I get it. Now let's jump ahead to 2021. After Taylor won album of the year at the Grammys for Folklore, Beyonce sent her flowers and a note reading, congratulations on your Grammy. It was great seeing you on Sunday night. Thank you for always being so supportive. Sending love to you and your family, B. Taylor then captioned the Instagram story about it, quote, woke up to flowers from the queen of grace and greatness at Beyonce, and suddenly it's the best Friday ever. Thank you, B, and congratulations on your epic achievement Sunday night, end quote, which is referring to her now being the most decorated Grammys award winner ever. Did that happen in 2021? I thought that happened this year. Ah, man. Note for the listeners, so I don't have to redo all of that. That was this year. So what was she talking about? What was her epic achievement? Um, Cressy is pondering. <laughs> For those only listening through audio. I Was it this year? I swear. Yes, because it was, it was in 2023 of February. I saw that on my notes because there were a lot of very recent articles about how now she has the most Grammys. Yeah. She won something, though, in 2021. Was it like the decade or like artist of the whatever or something like that beyonce grammys 2021 she got uh most grammys won by a female artist that night now she is of all time 
Ah, well, that is very impressive. Great work, Beyonce. Keep it up. Congratulations, Beyonce. (laughs) I know you're listening, so (laughs) congrats. So that is all of the public information we have about Beyonce and Taylor. They are very, very low-key, as we've mentioned. But it does really seem like they support and have mutual adoration for each other. And I love it. And I wanted to write this episode this month because of the Renaissance tour. And I've seen, unfortunately, a lot of the girlies on the Twitter and on the TikTok putting pitting them against each other and being like, Aristor has better this. Renaissance tour has better this. Uh, the Renaissance tour is going to make more money than the Aerostore. Just like stuff like that. And I just wanted to remind everyone that they're friends, they're colleagues, they support each other. Um, obviously, Beyonce is not a traditional squad member, <laughs> as we think of, but it's very clear that they have huge respect for one another. Boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. I'm throwing tomatoes. Let's not talk about these tours in like comparison. There's really no point. Yeah, they're different. Also, you know what? I kind of take back what I said. I think when Beyonce does her thing, when she's like dancing and doing the whole thing, I think she's cool. Also, Miley Cyrus. I like her productions. Okay, you're turning around. I think I just don't like pink, actually. So, (laughs) okay. But like when I've seen Beyonce's videos and stuff, okay, when she was swirling on the disco ball, that weirded me out a little bit. But all her other clips of her like dancing and stuff, I did like that. Anyway, also. Notably, Cruel Summer and Antihero are on the Renaissance playlist on tour. So, like, the music that they're playing before the show, I assume? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I like Beyonce that. Beyonce picked out that music. Cruel Summer is, like, not a deep cut because it's a fan favorite, but, like, it is a deep cut. It wasn't a single. Yeah. She listened to Lover. Not many people did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Taylor, if you heard that. You know, I see a, I saw a chance for a joke and I took it. Uh, okay. Anyway, support girls supporting girls, women. They're yeah. both very much women. They're older. So, Cressy, what do you think of this friendship? I know you just said you love it. I also love it. I think it's really precious. I think they are definitely the top two female artists of all time. Like, genuinely. Oh, 100%. Uh, I don't know about of all time. I would argue all time. And it's crazy that we are alive at the same time that they both are alive. Good for us. I would say of this millennia, is that what this is called? Like the 2000s? Yeah. 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 Millennia. (laughs) Um, For sure. Like when you think of like top pop artists, I think that people either think of Taylor Swift or Beyonce, depending on your vibe. But it's always one or the other. So I like that they support each other. And that they're friends. I'm also going to say it. I'm not seeing any of the pop men right now doing what they're doing. They are not selling out stadiums or arenas. They are not on tours. Like, they just can't. The men can't do what the girls are doing right now. Mm, I don't think they ever could, to be honest. Girl power. I love it. Anyway, shall we get into our nightmares and daydreams, MK? Sure. I'm going to start with my nightmare. Mine's going to be a game time decision. I don't know what any of mine are, so we'll just see what happens. Oh, I know what mine is. Let's hear it. Sol Gennaro. Bomb dia sol something. It's a moisturizer. Oh, your lotion. 
Does anyone know what Brazilian bum bum cream is? Because that's the more popular one. It's in that yellow, like, half sphere tube. And it's known for, like, making you smell so good because it stays on your body forever and, like, whatever. So I'm not, like, a bum bum cream kind of girl. I'm not, like, a vanilla coconutty vibe. I'm, like, a floral kind of girl. So I get the pink version. It's, like, bomb dia soul or something. But it's still Sol Janeiro. And I lather that shit all over my body for two weeks. I smell pretty good. It was really expensive. So I'm like trying to use it sparingly. And then last weekend, I'm at Epcot, Disney's Epcot Center. And I'm walking around and I'm like, hmm, my arms have little bumpies on them. That's weird. <laughs> it's really odd. Like, I just feel like looking like the Epcot ball. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was like, hmm, I'm like getting like a little rash. I was like, maybe it's the moisturizer like so weird so I just kind of stopped using it um and then over the coming days my bumpies grow spread get itchy they're on my legs everywhere but only on my arms and legs where I put lotion (laughs) so I'm like great for the first time in my entire life I'm having an allergic reaction to something um I've never had sensitive skin. I can usually just like wash my face, moisturizer, like whatever on my face and my body too, I guess. I've always I've used the same lotion for years and years and years and I literally just branched out once. And now it's been a whole freaking week of these bumps and when I wake up every morning my legs have white spots all over them around the bumps. Oh my god, it's frustrating. And so then yesterday I had to go buy calamine lotion, which by the way is just liquid it's not a lotion. It's completely liquid. Okay. So that's weird. Is it pink? Yes. Okay. I've never used it, but I, I was wondering if it was like, it's like pink and chalky, right? Yeah. And it's just liquid. Uh. It's not lotion. Lotion is a very deceiving word. Does it feel good? No. It didn't feel good. I mean, it was just like I just rubbed it on my body and it was like fine. And I, I don't know if it helped. I woke up looking the same, but I feel like I should be consistent with it. But it does smell really bad. So there's that. Oh, no. So now you're like you're right back where you started. You need the lotion yeah. to cover up the stench of the calamine. Bummer. It's not like gross, but it's like, ugh, I, don't, I don't know. Like it's chalky. It's like it smells like chalky and it's really gross. But then. When I'm washing in the shower, I have to use fragrance-free skin-soothing body wash to help Mm -hmm. myself because I'm afraid of fragrances now. So I still just smell freaking weird. I'm stressed and my skin's still bumpy and itchy and I don't know what to do. I'm sad. Well, I'm going to take your nightmare and I'm going to top it. I've got a broken toe right now. (laughs) Yeah. I can't walk and I bought a bookshelf and I have to pick it up Monday I don't know how I'm gonna get it home and honestly (laughs) me complaining about allergic reactions to you who famously almost died um I can get through my bumpy itchy skin on only my forearms and legs but yeah I'm gonna start gatekeeping allergic reactions until you've been stabbed with an EpiPen I don't want to hear it (laughs) but um I did I hurt my toe this weekend um i stubbed it at friends of the show's hannah's apartment yesterday and i thought it was just a regular stub i mean it was a nasty stub there was blood everywhere it was a crime scene uh hannah had to use hydrogen peroxide to get the blood out of the carpet it was pretty rough but she cleaned me up and we were like all right the worst of it's over and i woke up this morning and my 
but it's like blue you guys and it's swollen and it hurts and i can't stand on it and there's like a giant like raised bloody mark so anyway i'm getting my x-ray tomorrow so stay tuned on that uh, it's not ideal since i just recovered from tendonitis and i was like oh i can start running again can't do that so anyway sorry that's my nightmare i guess I guess yours is worse than mine. If there, you know, has to be a competition about it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your daydream? Um, I just finished actually like 10 minutes before we started recording Baby J, John Mulaney's stand-up. Okay. I liked it. It was mostly about his rehab experience, which I was expecting like meh, but I actually did like it. thought it was funny. And I liked that he like took a a different approach to this because he knew it would be weird if he came out and was just normal John Mulaney. Yeah. But yeah, thought it was good. You should go watch it. But I love all of John Mulaney's stand-up specials and for some reason they're my hangover cure. Whenever oh. I'm really hungover, I drink a McDonald's Sprite and watch Comeback Kid. So. I uh, saw it live when it was called From Scratch before it got renamed to Baby J and I made a TikTok about it and then news websites wrote about my tiktok and i think john mulaney hates me now unfortunately what was your tiktok about did you not like it i joked joked that he renamed it from scratch to baby J. so now when you google john mulaney baby his special shows up and not his actual baby he had out of wedlock with a woman he cheated on yeah I'm not wrong, but uh, it blew up and I don't know. I have such a unique name. I, it's like in my head now <laughs> that he knows me and doesn't like me. But John, if you're listening, that was a joke. I like your stuff. I've seen you twice live now. I'm going to see you the next time you're in Atlanta unless I'm blacklisted. Honestly, I could. I, he is so obsessed with his own image. I could see him yeah. having seen all of that. And- you know, he has a Google alert on himself and he saw all of that. Yeah. So consider this my public apology. Hope you and Livy are doing well. I don't. Not yet. I'm still mad at him personally. <laughs> you can't get on the blacklist either, MK. Let me be the martyr. Oh, God. I'm still mad at him. One of us has it. to be able to go. Oh, God. I'm going to get blacklisted. Wait. Actually, now that we're on the subject of the Mulaney's, did you see a long time ago? Not a long time ago. <laughs> couldn't have been more than a month and a half because it was about the heiress tour but that anna marie tindler made a tiktok about taylor copying her art by setting a table for tolerated yeah yeah and then like a day later she's like it was a joke you guys like i don't think anyone found that funny yeah like if it was a joke you should have been funnier about it yeah. But I could see her, like, joking about it. Like, that is kind of yeah. her personality. It was just weird. But she didn't, like, her personality is also a little too dry to be, like, making jokes about things that pop off, like, you know, like, giving credit and stuff is such a big deal on TikTok, so. Yeah, because I follow her because I really like her art, so I've seen all of her little TikTokies. This was, like, her first, like, joke joke. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's why no one... We all took it so negatively. Anyway, that was weird. Uh, my daydream. Uh, uh, it's a book. Let me make sure I do this correct. One one moment. 
trying so hard not to itch my legs right now. They're so itchy. Take a Claritin. I promise it'll help. Okay, I'll go buy some after this. I haven't been outside today, so that'll be a good errand for me. Yeah. My daydream is Trick Mirror by Gia Tolentino. It came out in 2019, so it is a bit old, but it's a book of essays that I found very, very fascinating. I liked it so much that I bought a hard copy. I had read it via the library. It's a really good book. She has an excellent essay about the internet, which you guys know I love. She's so talented. If you like essay books, you'll like it. So check it out. Cool. Thank you for the rec, Cressy. You're welcome. I'm in so much pain, you guys. MK's itching. I'm itchy. My foot's blue and purple. <laughs> okay, so now let's talk about the fun stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. 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 We have surprises. Okay, so... MK just finished up school. Congratulations, MK. Do you want to share with everyone what you accomplished? Yes, everyone. As of last weekend, I'm officially a Master of Science in Civil Engineering. So, Smartest girl I know. You're now going to all have to refer to me as Master in the Discord, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Or Engineer MK. I like that. Yeah, yeah. STEM, resident STEM girly. STEM girly, yeah. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, did that. <laughs> what? Like, it's hard. <laughs> and now I am less busy because I was losing my mind the past six months trying to finish that up. She and was. Her body was physically shutting down. It was really bad. Um, but now it's over and I'm just like working a full-time job normally, like a normal person. And I get to go home and um, do whatever at night and on the weekends. <laughs> so we have noticed that you guys really love our little emergency episodes when crazy things happen and we get to gossip and we like doing it because we want to talk about it. Obviously, we have a podcast. We love to gab. We love to gab. We love to gossip. A little chit-chat sesh. So, but we also notice you guys like to listen and then we like to chat about it in the Discord and on social media and stuff and it's really fun. So we wanted to kind of keep that up. Um, so we're thinking that we might start doing some episodes where we kind of recap what's going on in the Taylor universe of all her friends and her. And especially right now with her on tour, we've got a re-recording coming up. She's in a new relationship. There's a lot happening. So I think we're going to start dabbling in some gossipy episodes and keeping those regular for you guys because it's so much fun and we can tell that you guys are having fun with it too. Yeah, the name for it is pending. We aren't sure exactly what we're going to call it yet, but there's just been a lot of little things that we've wanted to talk about you guys with, but they aren't necessarily big enough for a whole episode. Like MK and I were talking about how last night Taylor yelled at a security guard in Philly. That's interesting, but that's like five minutes of talking, you know? Or the Bejeweled Dance guy, he was a guest and he got the hat during 2022, like I want to talk about that. Uh, Or the fact that there are photos of Maddie and Taylor holding hands now. I want to talk about that. But those things on their own don't work. But together, if we put all that stuff that happens this month into one episode, we can talk about a lot of stuff. So we're going to experiment. We're going to play. We're going to be silly. It'll be completely non-scripted. It'll be the exact opposite of this episode that was like heavily researched. Uh, It's just going to be... A lot of speculation and gabbing and tomfoolery. Yeah. And I, for one, am excited. Because I love our emergency (laughs) episodes. 
Yeah. And of course, if there is an emergency, we won't make you wait a month. We'll still have our emergency episodes, but we just think it'd be fun to talk about the little stuff. Like the fact that Maddie is now in the family VIP section. Hanging out with Scott. Scott. I really want to know if they were both still up there during vigilante shit and how that went down. Yeah. Talk about awkward. I, yeah. So you can expect conversations on topics like that. Yeah. So excited. Get to chat some more. And if you guys have some things that you want us to chat about or, you know, you see something online, send it to the Discord. Send it to our DMs and Instagram. Whatever. So, yeah. You can find all of our socials in the show notes, but they are all GFA Weekend and our Discord link will be in the show notes as well. Yes. We will see you next time. Um, I might have a broken toe. Hopefully I'm not itchy next time. May our health continue to grow and may our health grow. (laughs) May, hold on, I got this. May our health improve and our Taylor Lord deepen. Right. Is that something? All right, I'm going to call it. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone.